Kyle's bromance with Kirby finally caught up to him. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonbez, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. Kyle and Kirby's bromance, KK, finally caught the attention of everyone in the house, sending the youth packing. Tonight, another house guest will be evicted. But first, before leaving, Kyle felt the wrath of Zingbot. Kyle! What do you call a Utah football player without wings? A thief! What's the difference between a Utah Ute and a dollar bill? You still get four quarters out of a dollar! Zing! Live from the Palace on the Prairie! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. <laughs> You all get you got me. you all get a uh, refund on today's show. I apologize. Oh my gosh. That was the stupidest show we've ever done. Uh, now, a couple of things there. So Kirby and Kyle Whittingham had a, a, bromance, a bromance alliance yeah, kind of a thing. The KK bromance. And everybody found out about it. And they busted yep, it up. Yep. They sent Kyle home. All right. And uh, now, what did Zingbot say? There, I was having a little bit of a hard uh, what time. What do you call a deciphered. Utah football player with a ring? A thief. <laughs> pretty good by Zingbot. I am not caught up on Big Brother, by the way. I We watched Wednesday night show last night. I still need to watch last night's two-hour uh, show. You bum! Like, I did, not, I did not remember last night's was a two-hour episode, and we started it late, and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to be up I'm late. Sorry. And Katie's like, oh, we're going to be up late. And I was like, I got to watch it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, you should have you, you texted me. I'm sorry. I, the I last didn't. couple of nights I've been I know. busy. I, I, now that... Uh, Saying all that, I knew you were having this event last night. Drake had told yeah. me about it, so. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Um, all right, why don't you cue up the fight song for number seven, and we'll hit that here in a second. Let's remind you from whence we have come. I mean, we don't got many teams left here now. Uh, Nebraska at 25, Kansas State 24, Ole Miss 23. That started a run on SEC teams. You had Arkansas at 22, Tennessee 21, then 23, then back to 21. Kentucky at 20. USC came in at 19, followed by Texas at 18, then Wisconsin, 17. 16 was Oregon. Mike Gundy's one-handed push-up, the Oklahoma State Cowboys came in at 15, North Carolina State, 14, Baylor, 13, Auburn, 12, Miami, 11. This week, LSU, 10, Texas A&M, 9, Oklahoma, excuse me, Notre Dame, 8, Utah 7, I'm sorry, at 7, boy, I've really butchered this, at 7 yesterday. <laughs> you got me confused now. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that's My stomach Utah's jumped just a second ago thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm Utah, not prepared for today. Utah at 7, which brings us to today. The number 6 ranked team in the T-Roll in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Has this one been on the countdown before? I think we've had them a couple huh. of times. Sounds familiar, but... Good. That's good. That's a good thing. The Oklahoma Sooners coming at number six. 
Boy, I botched that, didn't I? I gave it away. Like, I don't know what it's <laughs> That's why my stomach jumped. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's today? I thought OU was today. They weren't eight. Countdown brought to you by the Carter Jennings Law Firm. Carter Jennings can uh, uh, sponge things. What all does Carter do, uh, TJ? We've, we've established yesterday he has not yet been to the panhandle, but he's been to like 30 He hasn't counties. been to the panhandle? Uh, a criminal defense me, attorney. Text he was offering a deal for anybody who called him from the panhandle. Oh, really? Go ahead and read what you're going uh, to read. DUI, drug possession, uh, expungement. You know, if you need trouble, you find yourself in trouble out there. Uh, juvenile charges. He can help you with all kinds of different areas. He's a great criminal defense attorney right here in Oklahoma City. CarterJenningsLaw.com. Uh, he said, nope, uh, he hasn't been to the panhandle. The first case I get in the panhandle gets a 50% discount and 50. tickets to the Kent State game. <laughs> wow, 50%. And we'll travel that far. That's amazing. That's exactly right. The Oklahoma Suitors, TJ, come in at number six on the countdown. Brent Venables takes over as head coach for OU after a highly successful run as defensive coordinator at Clemson. He replaces Lincoln Riley. New quarterback Dylan Gabriel comes from UCF after Caleb Williams departs to also go to USC. Gabriel over 8,000 yards and 70 touchdowns in two years at UCF. Running game pretty deep. Now that we, I mean, now that we get into this thing, not only Eric Gray, but Marcus Major, the two highly touted freshmen, Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk there as well. Wide receiver core looks very deep, led by Marvin Mims. Uh, love the new kids. Uh, sounds like that uh, Jaden Gibson, six foot five, six foot six freshman wide receiver, and Nick Anderson, Rodney's little brother, have really been turning heads. Jalil Farouk had a very nice Alamo Bowl. Uh, Gavin Freeman was mentioned by the head coach last night as being a Standout early on, Drake Stoops is back this year, Theo Weiss is back this year, and there are more. L.V. Bunkley-Shelton, J.J. Hester. The offensive line is really what you circle for me on that side of the ball and say that's got to be better. And the encouraging thing is the word out of camp is that it has been. Now, the proof is in the pudding, Teach. We shall see when they get out there. The offensive line allowed 33 sacks a year ago. Three starters back from that O-line. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? They've added McCabe Matoyer. Sounds like there's some competition up there. Uh, the TCU transfers fighting for a spot. Savion Bird's been impressing, but they have to be better this year on the offensive line. If they are, if they are better on the offensive line, watch out. Jeff Levy's offense is going to put up a bunch of points. They're going to go fast. Defensively, you know Ted Roof's in charge, but that's Brent Venable's side of the ball. He wants to be more aggressive than we've seen in the past. Um, I think people are excited. The question is, who are the difference makers there? You've got uh, a bunch of guys who have played some solid, if not spectacular, football and a bunch of new faces. Who will be the guys at the end of the year that we say that ha that guy has developed into a star? Deshaun White's been solid for this team. Can he take a step up? David Aguebu has flashed, but can he be better? We were excited by what we saw out of Danny Stutzman in short spurts last year. Can he become a star for this team? Jalen Redmond had the big scoop and score, and again, he's another guy that in spurts has played great, but has frequently been injured, 
Can he be consistent? Where will they get pass rush from? Ethan Downs, perhaps. Marcus Stripling, perhaps. These are all guys that haven't been asked to do it yet, though, on a regular basis for this team. Uh, Woody Washington is going to have one corner spot, we think. What about the other side? Will it be DJ Graham? Will it be uh, Kenai Walker? The back end, we've heard exciting things about Billy Bowman, Key Lawrence. Justin Harrington has apparently been the star of the fall so far. So there's a bunch of guys on defense to be excited about, but nobody that has really done it yet as far as you know, being one of those top 100 guys that ESPN released going into the year. Somebody will. Hopefully five, six, seven somebodies will become stars this year, and I think there's a good chance for that under the guidance of Brent Venables, but we shall see. The schedule's friendly. Uh, UTEP, Kent State at home. Then they go to a scary game against Nebraska on the road in week three. Scary because it's so early. K-State at home, at TCU, Texas, Kansas, at Iowa State. Uh, That perks your ears up a little bit. Baylor, they get them in Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium this year after Baylor beat them last year down in Waco. Then they finish at West Virginia, OSU at home, and at Texas Tech. OU's got the best talent in the Big 12, Teach. I think they win the Big 12. They compete for a college football playoff spot. They might have to go undefeated to get there. Uh, can a one-loss Big 12 champion with this schedule get in? Maybe, maybe not. There's not a non-conference Ohio State or big-time opponent to hang your hat on this year. So they might have to run the table to get there. But this is the best squad in the Big 12, the most talent. Got to keep Dylan Gabriel healthy. Not sure about the backup quarterback situation if he goes down. But, uh, OU should win the Big 12 this year. In my opinion, I-M-H-O. OU at number six, too high, too low, or just right. Hold on. All right, I think I'm ready. Uh, just right. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I had a sneezing fit right when oh. you came to me. Um, okay. I think it's over with. Uh, just right, in my opinion. I think you've got them placed uh, perfectly. I think they're an upper-level uh, top 10 team, but not quite top 5, but will be a team that if some of this comes together, like you said, will be right there in the mix for a playoff spot at the end of it, will be in the conversation, will be waiting to see if 3, 4, 5, stumble on those last uh, few weeks or they just can be more impressive uh, closing out the year and in a Big 12 championship game to make that jump so I think you've got them just right with the amount of questions they are a new staff coming in um, good. everything you just that's mentioned good. I, that's a good you're, thing. You're, you're perfect on uh, on OU where you've got so slotted what you're telling me is after in your opinion they lose the opener to UTEP they'll run the table I never said that they would lose to UTEP. That is Drake being a moron like he's uh, I'm going to tell you right uh, now, UTEP will beat OU in the uh, opening week. He took the uh, quote from me saying Texas would beat Alabama and then took me talking about you saying UTEP would beat Oklahoma and clipped it together. I'm just okay. exposing the truth now. in my Netflix documentary <laughs> coming up soon, Untold Truth, the Drake Dykens story. Look for it on I Netflix. Understand. I think I understand. Coming up at 8.30 this morning, the color analyst 
for the Oklahoma radio broadcast. Oh, Ted Lehman, Butkus Award winner, gosh, what are you will join us live the on the show today. What are you doing to the people? Power-packed last half hour of the show today. Ted Lehman and Porter Moser coming up in the last 30 <laughs> minutes of the show. We shall be back. I see what you did, Lady Gaga. Ted Lehman, color analyst, Oklahoma Radio Network, Butkus Award winner, Bednarik Award winner, uh, hosts The Rush on this very radio station, 3 to 6 every day. Ted, good morning. How are you today? I'm fantastic. That song is what the team should come out of the tunnel to. <laughs> No, and that was the day Teddy Lehman lost all credibility with the OU fan base. Are you are you okay with the Dylan Gabriel and all the guys dancing to Katy Perry last night? How did, was that a good look or no? I heard you guys talking about that earlier. I haven't seen it yet, so okay. I'm sure I'll uh, display my disgust uh, this afternoon. Yeah, you need to dial back the disgust a little bit. You've been you, you've been on the disgust train this week. <laughs> Uh, okay, we we got a short amount of time here, so I, we got to go. Uh, where will OU be better than the experts think they are this year? Oh, man. According to what expert you want to cite, pretty much every single uh, position group in every aspect of the game will be better than what the experts say. Uh, offensively, in and I, I don't know, I've, I've said this a couple of times this offseason, I believe it's true, I think as a team, we'll be better, at least as good or better, at every single position group. The only one I don't feel like super strong about is running back, and I still think that that could be the case. Whenever you compare us to last season. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, just the common thought out there is that we lost so many guys to the transfer portal and going to the NFL that it's going to be a really difficult season. But whenever you really just kind of dial in and look at it and, you know, there's going to be some growth from a couple of guys in, in some important spots. There's still some really good returners coming back in, in some spots. I think, I think we have a chance to be better at every position group. What's your biggest worry going into the year? Um, uh, well, I don't know. This shouldn't probably count, but uh, if we lose our quarterback, we're in a we're in a tough spot. Um, you know, but you can say that about everyone. So that that I don't know that that should even qualify. Um, I think defensively, there's a really big learning curve with. Brent Venable's defense is very demanding on inside linebackers and safeties. There's a lot of adjustments. There's a lot of of, um, of things asked of those guys that, that this group has just not had before. There's, you know, for the inside backers, you're you're set in the front. You are um, you're engaged in zone drops. You pattern read. You're a part of of covering the, the route combinations on the back end when previously these guys were just spot droppers, meaning you just drop to a spot on the field, you've always got your eyes on the quarterback, and then you break on the on the throw wherever the ball goes. And, and you know, that's not a bad thing. You know, there's plenty of defenses that do that. But whenever all of a sudden you have to understand where you fit in the in the concept of a given pattern route, 
and you have to have your eyes on the receiver and the quarterback and you know the other guys in the route, whether they're going to break in or break out, be a part of where you drop. It's 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 ask a lot of those guys underneath. So I think there's going to be a learning curve, and I fully expect, and this will probably be the case offensively and defensively. It's really not different than any other year, but first year in, in, in a system, I think maybe it's it's um, you know even a little bit more so prevalent that this team this is going to be a different team in early September than it is in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys specifically defensively that are really going to start coming into their own, understanding the defense, um, gaining a lot of experience at whatever role that they're in now, and they're going to be playing way better football, more consistent football in in November. ESPN came out with their list of top 100 guys in college football this year. Marvin Mims and Dylan Gabriel were the only two Sooners on the list. Give me a guy on offense and defense who you think will be on that list at the end of the season. Who, in other words, breakout guys who at the end of the year we will feel like these are top 100 guys in college football. Um, boy, I think you could pluck any number of guys from the offensive line. Um, I think there's there's going to be several guys that are going to be, um, uh, in my opinion, eligible for for something like that. I think you can uh, you can take one of the one of maybe both of the young wide receivers in Gibson mm-hmm. and Anderson. Um. I think you can defensively look at a guy like, depending on if he can stay healthy and have some consistency and, and lock in for, for this season, a guy like Redmond. Uh, I think Stripling has a chance to kind of burst onto the scene here. Um, and, you know, I, you've heard a lot of it from Venables. I've talked a lot about it in the afternoon, but – think Justin Harrington has a chance to take the conference by storm. Hmm. I can't wait to see him. I've heard so much about Justin. I talked to Brent last night at that event and asked him to give me one guy on each side of the ball who's had, you know, big falls, uh, who have caught his eye. He said Billy Bowman, which we have uh, heard a few times now. And on offense, he said Gavin Freeman. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think, well... Bowman on, on defense isn't really a surprise, man. The dude got – if you think about what he had to do last year as a true freshman, corner, nickel, safety, um, you know, drawing coverage on, on some of the best uh, offensive players in all of the Big 12 last year as a true freshman, incredibly difficult. And, you know, that wasn't just like uh, – uh, Poor planning and a poor job by the staff. They had injuries across the board in the back end last year. They just had to plug and play some guys. Gaining that experience for him is is huge. And being able to focus on one role like he has so far in the spring and, and this part of fall camp is huge. And it's probably so easy for him, even though there's there's a lot of things that he has to learn um, you know, with the new defense, it's still – probably something that he can really settle in and he's athletic we know how athletic he is the dude is an absolute freak he's a little on the short side but that's about it great speed great explosiveness and you know consistency is key at safety I, I, from 
the couple of times I've been out there, he wasn't he wasn't like he was flying around blowing people up, picking off balls. He's just consistent. He's in the right place. He's he's making sure that the communication on the back end is what it needs to be. And ultimately, that's what you got to have at the back to, to let everything else trickle down and you play good, solid defense. Um, Gavin Freeman is an absolute stud. It's one of the, the wildest things that I've seen is that Texas Tech had an offer to him, and McGuire's like, well, we're honor it, but we really don't want you. He's unbelievable. You go back and watch what he did in high school, the dude is hes just a playmaker. He finds the football. He's, he's smart. You know, he's got the pedigree. His dad played at OU. He's going to be a good return guy, kick returns, punt returns. He can do absolutely anything that you ask of him. And Venables has said that over and over and over. Pretty much any time he's in front of a microphone, Gavin Freeman's name has come up. That is incredibly rare for a walk-on true freshman. So that, that lets you know that there's some pretty good things in store for him. You can hear him 3-6 to six today on The Rush right here on The Ref. He is the best color analyst in all of college football, <laughs> Ted Lehman. Ted, is OU going to fair catch kickoffs this year? Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't know. I know how grumpy that makes know. you. I sure hope they don't. All right. Ted, thank you for it. your time, buddy. I'll be listening this afternoon. All right, fellas. See you, bud. Porter Moser next to wrap up the week. We'll be back.